Yeah, I'm liking my odds this season of being able to wake Trinket up with the podcast gun. It's so boring. Okay, there's a lot happening again, but it feels like season two opened on, like, there's a nuke. Oh, shit. And, like, a billion other things going on. But also, Kim's in some crazy wild shit again. And then, like, this one, just, like... I feel a bit, right, like I am a uh, a long-time fan of a certain series about a galaxy far, far away, and then there was a good film, and then they undid a lot of it. I feel a bit like that. Yes. Uh, right now, well, <laughs> the series begins with somehow Palmer has returned. Yeah. The dead speak! Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, this... LA has heard a message from a baritone-voiced dickhead whom I thought dead. Uh, yes, and it starts off and it goes, Meanwhile, in the past, and shows the assassination attempt from uh, from like, the end of last season, at which point Trin was very excited, thinking that Jack Bauer was going to end up uh, being in a black site, being tortured, because they thought he tried to assassinate the president. Uh, and so there were high hopes. Actually, the first thing that we see of Jack is him in a black site. Yeah, well, I was him, like, him, no, It's him no, in no. a prison in LA. Uh, and for a few seconds, while it was a little ambiguous as to who had the ankle cuffs on, uh, there was a lot of excitement. No, no. Anyway, so m- meanwhile, in the past, David Palmer got like, so like somebody shook his hand after going to the toilet and they didn't dry it. And mm. then suddenly, three years later, uh, a van turns up with explosives at the National Health Service building. National in... Health Services. They're oh, a yes. corporation, so like, it's like... But I was just like, the NHS? Like, <laughs> it, it definitely seems like they're a public agency. So it you know what they are? It, they're the CDC, but the yeah. CDC didn't want to be involved. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're to the um, the CDC, what CTU is to the CIA. There we go. They're, they're like... They, yeah, they, they picked the most, the most generic-sounding unit that was already... Yeah. Okay. So yeah, these are these are sexy doctors. Well, the, we we do very quickly find that there's um, a, a doctor named Sunny Mesa who works there. And did you call them sexy doctors? Yeah. I mean, they are. Yeah. <laughs> but like my brain, well, I don't know. But I went to like, Lynn, these are sex people. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yes, a CTU is mostly staffed with um, people who've you know washed out of the adult film industry, mm. and so is the National Health Services. Mm. And if you don't believe me, then canonically her name is Sunny Mesa. If your name, if you're listening and your name is Sunny, then I'm sorry, but you have got, you've, you've got a porno name. Mm. Uh, I, I, and it's interesting to me as somebody who washed out of the National Health Services into the adult industry um, to see it go the other way. Oh yeah, well there's always, um, there's osmosis in both directions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, so they, they turn up, they blow open part of the doors and they just dump a body bag. Yeah. It's like they, you know, when you leave your friend on the doorstep of a hospital. Yeah, except this guy is like hella dead. Yeah, yeah. No. Just uh, to get A and E really moving, you have to explode the front door. Yeah, like this is um, this is how you get booked in. Mm. Like they don't break in and they don't put the body inside. They literally just blow up the, the yeah. They just the blow up a door to get their attention. Like they could have just knocked. Yeah, you know, what I think is also a very good attention-getting strategy. Putting a corpse on someone's doorstep. Mm. This is like the uh, the Rainbow Six tactic where you, you play thermite and you blow open one wall and then you just walk in the door. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> like that kind of deal. Except they have... Except they just put a dead teammate. Mm. Oh, in the days before they removed corpses. 
Oh, yes. When you could hide in bodies, yeah. Anyway. Um, after, so we get that, you know, so far, so mysterious. And then we see you know, Jack Bauer going into a prison, uh, along with the default model for Commander Shepard in Mass Effect 1, mm. who we find out is uh, a new field agent, Chase. Mm. Uh, and They're named after what they do now. Yes, yeah. Like, and ever since Terry died, that's why he's still called Jack, because of masturbation. <laughs> because his wife's dead. Yeah. Let me explain. Okay. You see, anyhow, so uh, they go in and they meet uh, a, well, they, they meet a chap who, if you've seen the, the Jack Ryan movie, Clear and Present Danger, he is the bad guy from that. So the, there are, we already have our Tom Clancy connection. Um, They're making a fucking Rainbow Six movie with the same bunch of people. And no, I'm so yeah. mad. But, um. So Jack's very sweaty and he's got a cough and isn't wearing a mask because he's a bastard. Mm. Uh, and we find out that um, Jack and Chase, they spent a year work, like, going undercover with Salazar, who is, this, who is the bad guy. Can we... We, we will get to... We will. Please. <laughs> uh, as, as, soon as, as soon as we get to the full stop after Pen. Okay. Yeah, right. In my uh, notes. Yep. Uh, yes, it turns out they spent a year undercover get, working into his drug cartel. And then they took him down, and now he's saying that he'll, if they can move him to a nicer, but a comfier prison, he'll tell them all about it, the terrorists that he has done his business with. Uh, and he does a whole, like, we're not so different. You and I, Jack Power. Mm. You did terrible thing to go undercover. And then he, he's signing a deal, and he says to his lawyer, hmm, it almost seems like this is the end. But I don't know if I can trust you. And then he just murks him with a pen. Yeah. Like, he, he just stabs him in the neck with a fountain pen. But, but like after it's the most telegraphed yeah like he's like come here come here a minute so i can stab you in the neck with a pen and the lawyer goes excuse me and leans in closer to get stabbed in the neck with a pen he's it's a, like he says lawyer about to be stabbed in the neck with a pen says what and <laughs> at which point his lawyer comes right up to his ear and goes what <laughs> uh, uh so i really really need to talk about what this motherfucker's name is this this motherfucker's name his full name because i heard it and it was like that Feels familiar. So, I, well, as soon as they said Salazar, I, I was, was like, I was "That like, feels familiar." Yeah, I, I was like, "Ah, now I, I've definitely encountered a, a, a villain named Salazar before." But then, after a while, he's got the first name Ramon. Yes, it's, it's Ramon. It's yeah, the Ramon. same Ramon Salazar, which is the little, the little delightful little fruit guy from the castle in um, Resident, Resident Evil, Evil Four. 4. The, the, the the guy who's kind of like a Spanish Napoleon, yeah. <laughs> and who. Looks to be about sixty, but is apparently twenty. And well, yes, as we described, a delightful little fruit, <laughs> Mr. Bauer. <laughs> yes, we're not so different at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really hoping that Jack Bauer like punches this dude inside out or something. Like, I'm really waiting. Oh well, uh, Jack Bauer's going to end up um, shooting him with a rocket launcher after he turns into like a a, a four-story tall, sort of broadly <laughs> Hispanic monstrosity. If Jack Bauer finds a Magnum at any point in this, oh. I'm going to lose my shit. Well, um, oh, damn it! If, it, if only he, he was addicted to something else, then we could make a green herb joke. <laughs> okay. So the other thing is, Jack's very sweaty. He's very grumpy. He keeps being grumpy at people in the office. Because there is a point where he gets really frustrated at, because he can't work out how the computer works. Oh, yeah. So he yells at, at um, the, uh, like the, the new tech. Uh, yeah, there's Cl a new tech. Chloe, who's great, uh, played by Mary Lynn Rajskub. I never know how to pronounce her name. 
if you've seen Always Sunny, she's Gail the Snail, um, who is... Um, are, are you familiar with Gail the Snail? I'm not, no. Oh, well, imagine the polar opposite of... Um, imagine the American version of those girls on hen nights from that documentary. Right, from okay. That, from that right, reality cool. show we watch. Uh, yeah, because we do that. Whereas in this, she is a a sort of ambiguously autistic-coded version of Miss Moneypenny, mm. which is kind of great. Yeah, she rules, actually. Yeah, um, I, um, I, I thought she was in season one or two. So I was, so when, when she didn't turn up in season two, I found myself just going, oh, man, we've got to wait even longer. Yeah. So so, so the um, there have been some staffing changes at CTU. And, and, and we'll get to why Jack's grumpy. Um, but yeah, let's just go over the staffing changes at CTU and then we can talk about who Jack gets grumpy at and why. Well, there's... We also have uh, Zachary Quinto. So if if you saw if you saw Heroes, he's Silar. If you've seen the new um, Stars Trek, he is Spock. Yeah, I went fucking hell. Don't give him any clocks. Yeah. Like my <laughs> immediately went oh. Uh, and this is this is Prime just before Heroes era Zachary mm. Quinto. Uh, so you've got him. He's Adam. And you've got Chloe, and uh, we also. Uh, have a man who will later find out is named Gale, mm. uh, who he he, he, might, he looks ne- well. He's got a nebulously sinister face. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who else? Who else has been employed at CTU? Sam? The Lady Bower, Kim. Kim Bower. The camera pans around to reveal a blonde woman in like a business suit, just typing at a desk, and she turns around, and it's Kim. Bloody Bower. I'm so angry about this. This is the thing that I'm the most angry about. Like, Palmer being alive again is is annoying as hell to me. Oh, uh, when, pa- but- when Palmer was revealed to be alive, he emerged from you know, this limousine at the University of Southern California preparing for a debate. And upon, upon Trin realizing that, that Palmer was alive, we got the first firing of the podcast gun. I fired about six shots. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> in anger but, uh, and then I screamed I thought you were dead and then I realised that if anyone's like <laughs> I was like maybe I should stop doing this <laughs> when you hear multiple gunshots and then somebody is insisting that the other person is dead um, I don't know like any law fans if any law fans in the audience would just go that sounds like murder yeah. that's, <laughs> that's absolutely a crime that's, just, that's such a crime uh, well so about that corpse that that corpse had a... oh the one dropped at uh, the NHS yeah 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 the one the one dropped at you know the the, mm-hmm. the Wigan infirmary uh, that had a doctor's name Sonny Mesa written on his chest and she works with some particularly spicy virus and stunningly it turns out that that body has been infected with a very spicy virus I can't remember what it's called it's like the, the Cordilla virus oh the Toyota Corolla virus yeah, yeah. like it's the we're going to end up when we. When we get pissed, we're going to start calling it coronavirus. Yeah, like I'm, it's just not even going to occur to me. It's it's a virus, uh, and so we have. Oh, and the, the it's not it's not contagious when the carrier is dead. So this is just them letting everyone know. Yeah, it's, it's like a hey, hey, we can oi, 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 lads, we've got this. We can do this with it. Uh, and so uh, after the after the uh, cartelier murders his lawyer with a pen. Jack and Chase, they go back to CTU. But on the way, a man JB gets a telephone call. Mm. And it's from Kate, the white woman mm. from season two. And the the phone call is just her saying, I found that leather jacket that you thought you'd lost. 
And Jack says, I will send someone to pick it up. Yeah, and so, and then, yeah. So that, it's implied that they've had a relationship and don't anymore. Yeah, it's a... Um, Trin was very frustratedly going, oh no, and she's in it. And we I don't know. No, after that phone call, that's a series wrap on Kate Warner. <laughs> and in the um, edited for syndication, like for the repeat episode uh, broadcast of the show, uh, that phone call was cut out. So she didn't even. Yeah, they just cut it out for time because yeah. it's stupid. Oh, yes. And Tony, fucking Tony. Uh, What's t- up with Tones? Tony Almeida, he's up for a promotion in Langley. Mm. And so is potentially Michelle, who is now... We basically didn't mention Michelle the entire of the last season uh, because she was superfluous to the plot. Yeah, she was. we described her as being hot and mean. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's but, then, literally... but then she stopped being mean, and so we stopped finding reasons to Yeah, talk yeah, we her. just stopped talking about her. Yeah. But she's like part of the CTU staff from last season. Yeah. Well, um, when, and also... Well, when, when, they kept hitting, um, when they kept hitting the guy from Division over the head... With the frying pan. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah that, that's her. Yeah, she was she's doing like that too. frying pan in chief wielder. Yeah. Um, so also we discover that Tony and Michelle are married and like, and he's her boss. Yeah. He's been her boss since like two days after she started the post when her previous boss melted. Yeah. Like he, he turned into jam yeah. and then blew up. <laughs> like, the, you know, everyone always dreams about the best way of leaving, a, of like leaving a job you hate. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, a, like there was a, um, there was a, S, uh... there was a steward who pulled the, um, he inflated the emergency slide and just slid down mm. the plane and fucked off. I used to work in a place with a very big sound system and I put on, the, take this job and shove it <laughs> when I left. That was fun. Uh, and George Mason, he's got the peak one, which is t- just telling someone else, hey, I quit. You can do my job now. And then blowing yourself up with, you know, the power of a thousand suns. Mm. Uh, becoming becoming dead. Mm. Destroyed of worlds. Yeah. And uh, is a they they find out that Michelle doesn't have the the job in Langley, but Tony still has his offer. And so now they need to know if he's going to take it and need an answer by the end of the day. Ah, oh, we're on to our first bit of 24 timekeeping. Yes, where everything... Everything has to happen within a certain time. Yes, they have to tell you this will be resolved by episode six. This yes. will be... A, um, Here's what you should be tuning in for in the short term. Yeah. Like... They'll, they'll do this thing, they keep doing this thing that's like, I need it by the end of the hour, or, you know, like, whatever. I think we've spoken about it before, yeah. but this is the first one, like, I need it by the end of the day, you know. And we, um, well, we start hearing about uh, what that virus can, mm. and they say it's been amped up, so that... It's a weaponized virus. So, incredibly conveniently, it kills within 24 hours. Yeah, 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 so, you know, <laughs> I need it by the end of the hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, so, you know, Chase, yeah. the default... Commander mm-hmm. Shepard. Yep. Yeah. You know Kim? Mm-hmm. He certainly does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're together. It turns out that they've been they, they've been bonking for, mm. for a few months. Uh, but like we find this out because Kim is trying to pretend that she knows what she's doing at, at CTU. She's do, she's doing that. Have you ever seen Black Books? Uh, I have seen. You know, Stills from Black Books. Okay, there's an episode where like one of the characters gets a job and doesn't know what she's doing. And so she's just in in the um, in the office, like typing and like pretending. Um, but because she's confident, she gets a promotion. <laughs> and then her job is to yell at other people who clearly don't know what they're doing, that they should do it because it's their job. Like that's what Kim is doing. Yeah. She's like walking around and like she's saying like computery sounding things. She's like, oh, I'm here to refresh the tablet and I'm here to like 
wipe the slate and like I'm I'm here to um fix the dongle. Yeah. To rotate the dongle. I'm here to repair the harpsichord. Yeah. Like like she just is saying like nonsense words um that sound like they could be computer it's like yeah yeah get me like the the stuff from the clink expander like hammer uh, the bats out of the radiator would you it's yeah like, I'm, I'm here to mystify the capybara it's literally that kind of but she's doing that all the time anyway she goes into a room to like yell some nonsense like this and then chase comes up behind her and is like no no oh yeah we get a um it's framed as like a horror thing like, who's coming up behind him and then oh thank god we realize that it's He's white. So. <laughs> it's not doing a repeat of the razor thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, but but once it reveals that he's white, that's when we're meant to feel oh, relaxed. And then they start, you know, making out. God, the they face. really did. They did the same shot, didn't they? Yeah, they did the same shot, but... But, yeah, the context... The, and they don't add the, like, scary strings in either yeah. when he's revealed. Oh, my God, they really did. Uh, and so they've they've decided that, you know, they, they, they really need to tell Jack and... Now, the day that, you know, that, you know, Ramon Salazar. <laughs> uh, that's making a very fun waveform when I do that voice. Eeeh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Bauer. Um, yes, the the day that he has murdered his lawyer with a pen, and then there's been a, a, a dang novel coronavirus, and all that, they're like, no, this is still... Oh, and, and you know, President Palmer's in town mm. for the first time since, you know, he got... Since he got melted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're like, no, this is, let's do it today. And Chase, very, I think very sensibly, today's not a good day for this. Yeah. And Kim says, no day is a good day, which you think sounds entirely unreasonable until you remember that for Kim. Yeah. Every day is a bad day for Kim Bauer. And like, this is when we find, like, we don't find this out till later, but like the reason that she got the job at CTU partly is because Jack basically wants to make sure she doesn't have any misadventures, like uh, mid-season. Like, now, at CTU, the building where her mother was murdered. <laughs> Where's the place that I can keep my yes, daughter safe? And, and then, yeah, this is the place where her mother was murdered. And then a year after that, the place that her father helped blow up with a group of like far right paramilitaries, and, and Jack is still like, this is safer than the street. You can't. I cannot find you behind any more bins. <laughs> like, and I swear to God, if any more of your boyfriends lose any of their legs, is that well? At least I'll, at least you won't end up getting a you know, dealing with some absolute dipshit jock with <laughs> while you're here. And then Chase is like, hello. So hey Bauer, I've got got news for you. You know your daughter. Well, I certainly do. And, <laughs> and, Jack, and Jack is like, this is fine. Um, would you mind leaving my office? Yeah, because um, <laughs> I need to vibrate. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, need to, I need to vibrate with anger. Uh, and he leaves the office. He, he tints his windows remotely, though we thought that he was just pulling out a gun and firing it in the air. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, he picks up a remote, but, but like it looked like he was just picking up a gun. Yeah, he was, he was firing the podcast gun to, to cool off. <laughs> uh, and he opens his desk where he's got some... Delightful, relaxing heroin. Yeah, he's got it, Jack has a heroin habit. I was right. Yeah, no, Jack, Jack Bauer. And this is why he's getting so angry at people in the office. And that's why he's been sweating. Yeah, like he's been visibly wet. Well, you know how every we know we've made this comment before that everyone in twenty four is always sweating. This is Jack like, is like turned it up to eleven. Yeah, like, like this is actual like there is a sheen of water on his face. Yeah. He's like dipped his head in a bucket at all times. Um, 
And yeah, that wild case is sort of doing that. They, that's interrupted by a call saying that they've got six hours to release Ramon Salazar, or the bad guys are going to release the virus. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, it takes them a while to actually identify the the virus corpse because they did a Jack Bauer and they cut all of his fingers off. <laughs> Uh, I've developed a Salazar laugh over the last four hours. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm <laughs> oh, really doing it. Oh no, I've realised. I'm not. It's, it's not my normal laugh. But meanwhile, um, Ramon's brother Hector, who's been sort of running the cartel in his brother's absence, he's back in Mexico, and just has a truckload of of dead bodies. Mm. That he just dumps in a hole, and he's got a girlfriend called Claudia. Mm. Uh, who we've decided is it? I think it's because he said Claudia in a way that sounded Italian, and he was making like Italian hand gestures at the time, and I, mm-hmm. and I was just I, I was far enough out of own twenty four coma by that point that it was just funny. Yeah, so they were they were very annoyed. He was she was annoyed at him because she was like, "You promised my dad wouldn't do anything dodgy," and he was like, "Is he really doing anything dodgy?" And she's like, "Yeah, he's the guy directing the truck full of corpses at back up to the the hole," and he was like. Uh, yeah, well, if you're going to be a prude about it, yeah, then like, all right, I'll give him, I'll give him some more money and a month off. And she's like, that doesn't really stop him, because mm. yeah. when he comes back, as like, there's going to be a real backlog. His job of position <laughs> the, of like the, the, the corpse director, the holes will have gone unfilled for a month. <laughs> Those corpses are not going to be. Uh, but yeah, Jack is trying so hard not to do heroin at the end. Yeah. Of his first oh episode. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's like, um, he keeps being like, uh, Jack has at this point like maybe done. Like attempted to do heroin, I want to say twice. No, this is the in the in the first episode. This is the first time that we see him do it. Oh right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's like he's Doctor Strangelove and he has an alien hand, and that alien hand really wants to shoot up. Yeah, yeah. So he keeps like th- he keeps like basically like he gets the heroin out, looks at it, and he's like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it." And then he doesn't every time because he's trying to quit, right? Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing to mention here is that Chase knows. Oh, Tra- he yeah, he's, the, the, he's the only person that knows. Yeah, Chase is the only person that knows that Jack is an addict because he he got into Salazar's um, organization by being willing to shoot up, I think. Like, yeah, like he, he got to... the addiction when, whilst he was undercover. Yeah. Like, Oh, and he also has, um, as we see when he rolls up his sleeve, he has a tattoo that, yeah, that, that the Salazar gang have. Mm. Would you like to know an interesting fact? I know this one. That... Kiefer Sutherland actually got the tattoo. Yeah, because it was too hard for the makeup artist to keep putting it on him. Oh, no, like, no to... as in he was like bored doing it, so it was like, I'll just get the tattoo. Yeah, they're like, it will take you, you know, like 90 minutes every time you come into set. He was like, I would rather just have the tattoo, please and thank you. Yeah. Uh, at this point, <clears throat> again, this is just the end of the first episode. The, they really sort of front load us with plot lines. Uh, and yeah, Trend referred to him as Punished Bauer, like Venom Bauer. Yeah. Not realizing that in Metal Gear Solid Five, for the first time in the series, Snake is not voiced by David Hayter, but is actually voiced by actual literal Kiefer Sutherland. I I I didn't believe you when you said this. Yeah. It is I thought you were making like a really high level oh. No, 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 I just had no idea. Oh uh, actually um there's one there's one part of this episode that we haven't mentioned. Oh. Aside from the fact that um during the debate prep uh, they just say, oh yeah, and as you know, Mr. President, you arrested the guy that um, that did was doing all the plot and all of his top tier people. Mm. That all happened off screen. That's sorted now. Oh God, yeah. So that's the, is, are they referring to like, is it Max? Yeah. The guy like who... The, the guy that was chilling out on a yacht. Yeah, was... so they just they set this villain up and, and then just went, nah. Yeah, yeah I, think they, I think they just didn't care to deal with 
Because he's in the video game, right? Yes. Which we've got to play at some yeah, point. Yeah, a couple of years later, they end up um, they they ended up putting. Why don't we show that story in twenty four the video game? Yeah, and we have we have to specify twenty four the video game. Yeah, because we I think we'll probably end up discussing this in a future episode when we're in when when we get sick of talking about the show and we need to talk about twenty four the DVD board game, which I own now. And, and it's not good. <laughs> uh, and which we played a little bit of the other night. And now it doesn't work. No, it's 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 not that it doesn't work. It's that it fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I think it's entirely possible that it is working as intended. Okay. But it also fucking sucks. Uh, in function, it is just you going to a, a a bunch of locations and Jack Bauer yelling, "That didn't pan out." Yeah, you, you select a location and it just says, there's nothing there and you, until, you select, until you select one where there is something and then you have to do the most inscrutable little yeah, puzzles. It doesn't tell you oh, how the puzzles work. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go into Yeah, yeah, we'll go on to that at some point. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, but there's also um, uh, an angsty dipshit named Kyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's got, is they say, well, you think the virus was probably in crystalline form. And, so like, oh. and a smash cut to a Leon Kennedy-looking motherfucker. Yeah, with a with a bag full of cocaine that he's yeah. brought up from it. Oh, no, crystallized form. Ah. Oh, I wonder where the virus could be. Yeah. And so, yeah, they end up, they identify the body. And um, Jack and Chase go to, like, the, um, they go to where that guy, who it turns out was a low-level street dealer, um, they go to where he was hanging out, and uh, yeah, they they get that, and they're like, "Well, you know what? We can we can sneak in. We don't need mm. backup." And they do sneak in for like one minute. Yeah. So and then yeah, all hell breaks. Yeah. Then then stealth becomes like, like one guy starts yelling, "Cops, cops!" Right. And then like, but so I want to identify something quickly here because when the gunfight happens, um, you, you know how uh, Jack Bauer has like a series of attacks. Yes. And Kim Bauer has a series of like attacks too. I think it's too reductive to call them attacks at this point. I think Moves. they have like they have like strategies, right? They have yeah. like a stratagem that they deploy uh, in faced with certain situations. Kim Bauer's neutral special is to have a gun taken off her. Yeah. Um, so Chase, we've diver- I've I've seen his first move now, and it rules because he bursts through. There is an, there is an open doorway. So yeah, there's. This open open doorway and 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 um, in like CQB tactics one hundred and one, the thing that they tell you is to get through like in a situation where everyone's pointing guns at one door is to get through that door as quickly as you possible can. It's like referred to as like the fatal funnel, right? If you're standing in that, you're dead. So what he does is he just runs through it and flips the table in half a second. He goes from being in the corridor to behind a flipped table. It's amazing. It is actually like like we see why they like why they why that, that that's why he's that's why he's Jack Bauer's partner, baby. Yeah, like he flips the table so that Jack can like headbutt it from like the next room over. No, they've you know why he's Jack Bauer's partner because they ran like his Match dot com profile, found he was compatible with Kim. <laughs> so he's the most likely to induce Bauer rampage. Yeah. He's most likely to induce power rampage. This is, and yeah, maybe they ran a psychological profile, and they were like, "Look, on on the worst possible day for this, that's when he will tell them." <laughs> yes, he is. The theory's panning out. The theory's already fucking panning out. Oh yeah. Um, 
basically they end up um you know they end up blasting and they they shoot the dudes and they find the guy that this virus dead body was had been working with and they've they, they they clip him a little bit they wing him and he says yeah i'm not i don't know anything and it's 24 baby so they step on his gunshot mm. and he just goes okay here is oh, a- i know everything <laughs> he just goes here is a long list of everything um he he at one point jack just tells him shut up stupid oh yeah he's like shut up idiot uh and idiot he, he just he, shot at a federal agent yes, idiot he, is, uh, he gives up um, the angst dipshit. Uh, yeah, and Kevin. He, oh, he, he's can he's, I? I no, I've he's been he's referring... actually called Kyle. Okay, <laughs> I've been referring to him in my brain as Leon S. Kevin. Yeah, Leon. Yeah, Leon S. Kyle Medi. Mm. Who? Yeah, he's been um, acting very antsy. Like he's got paid a lot of money. His mum is ill, and his dad's out of work, and they're behind on rent. Because he's doing this just for the money. Yeah, he's just he's he's gone to Mexico. He's pick, picked up a big bag of cocaine, and he's going to sell the big bag of cocaine. Mm. Except it's not a big bag of cocaine. It is a big bag of like the Los Plagos. Yeah, like, it, it's the last pl- the seeds. Yeah, it's like the you know it's the the spores. If you're if you're following this bit, this is Leon S. Kennedy running around with the virus, uh, uh, while all while being orchestrated by. You know, Ramon Salazar, yeah. the eighth Castella it's of really, Castle Salazar. It's really the bit writes itself. Like it's it's been a, a it's been a wild couple of days for us. Yeah, and twenty four just pitching the slowest of balls. Yeah, right. It, we can appreciate that. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Thanks, thanks, writers of twenty four. Never thought I'd say that. I, I also appreciate the fact that um, season three of twenty four has, I think, has the second lowest damn it per episode count. Oh. There is like a. I, I've been checking the the wiki. There is a string of about seven episodes where he, there's just. N- he ne- doesn't say damn it. Nary a damn it to be oh. seen. Well, right now we're on five. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got five, uh, but from from hour five until hour, uh, from hour five until hour thirteen. Yeah, we only have one. Oh wow! Uh, so uh, again, they're, they're really making it easy on. Yeah. That. So um, plot wise. Oh um. But there's also this FBI guy that was working with Jack and Chase oh, yeah, in, yeah. in the prison, and he just kind of he's hanging around the prison and he's uh, basically being very annoyed at, at Salazar. Yeah, so, like very, very, very quickly, just to tie all the plot up. The plot basically this season is that if they don't release Ramon Salazar from prison, then like a virus will escape because his brother Hector wants him out of prison. Oh, and it'll kill like, and it'll kill. Within two weeks, it'll kill ten percent of the population of Los Angeles. Yes, but that's the initial projection. And then it turns out to be it twice turns out to be like double that. Um, um, and and there's a big there's a whole point about how like oh they won't negotiate with terrorists like the president won't negotiate. I don't think this is true. I think for one guy, I think very quietly what? they just they wouldn't they wouldn't even say anything about it. They'd just be like yeah, all right. Well, that's kind of what we what we end up seeing. Well, I guess right, but like. Yeah, it's like the the whole like idea of like oh like the, the U.S. does not negotiate with terrorists. I don't think anyone actually seriously takes that seriously. I think that's like a very public facing policy, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. Of course they do. Yeah, like, it, it, if you are a random terrorist and you yeah. if you have a big enough threat to deploy, then like absolutely they will. Like, come on. Yeah, but um, if one guy in prison, like they're not going to give a they're not going to give a fuck. Like, they're, they're like, all right, yeah, sure. But we, we, everyone is saying, 
can't we just negotiate with these yeah. terrorists? And basically everyone wants to negotiate with them except for David Palmer, who is saying, well, you know... Because I fucking love just doing shit. He's saying if millions of people could die if we don't release him, but more will die in the long run when we make it open season for terrorists on America. And it's but like, you don't. And it's like, buddy, man, I don't know if you've been like reading the dang news. Um, last time you were in Los Angeles, there was a nuclear bomb. There's already a, you can't yeah like you, you you can't you can't put that genie back in the bottle like you can't you can't stop coming to LA Poirot yes like you every time you show up something fucking horrible happens yes yeah, so like anytime Poirot have goes you got to a, Miss Marple in your fucking entourage uh, like like Jessica Fletcher from Murder She Wrote like anytime Poirot goes to a country house then I'm your your life expectancy drops precipitously. Mm. Similarly, Palmer is like the angel of death for Los Angeles. Yeah, just stop turning up, dickhead. It, it's... It, did people even make a big point? Like, this is his first time back in Los Angeles, and he almost has like a panic attack when they point it out. Uh, and, oh, and we, we, we see his uh, Republican opponent that he's going to be debating with, mm. who is a dead goddamned ringer for Joe Biden. At this point, I was like... What do you reckon uh, Palmer's Secret Service code name is? Because you know the presidents all have their Secret Service code name, and I looked up what Trump's one was. Trump's and what, was mogul. Yeah, which I found very funny. And then I looked up what Biden's one is, and it's <laughs> Celtic. <laughs> uh, never let the never let someone tell you that the Americans aren't slightly overly invested in where their great great grandparents uh, came from. I'm just remembering that clip of Biden being like asked to speak to the BBC and he's like, the BBC? I'm Irish! <laughs> Remember that time that Biden said Inshallah? <laughs> anyway, we decided that um, Palmer's uh, Palmer's Secret Service code name would be Milk Toast. Yeah. And uh, we've got um, Palmer's brother, his chief of staff is his brother, Wayne. And he says, oh, we can get all of the prep work for this debate. Yeah. And so until now, so, so Palmer as a character, I think, only really works if um, he is backed up by somebody who is a bit conniving. Like, because he's like the nice, he's supposed to be like the nice, honest, like, politician, right? Yeah, so you have to have someone in doing... his team who's like awful. And it previously was his wife, but, you know, and then he's divorced also, her and there, she's there was, been a conspiracy hound. And there, so... was, there was also his kind of um, chief of staff for a, uh, in the last season for a bit, but we didn't really talk about him because he wasn't... Oh, God. You know what I'm realising? What? Uh, two cursed positions in 24 is the tech person at CTU, or... Because um, they're replaced every season. Yeah. Or it's Palmer's chief of staff. Yeah. Um, if you are, the, if you are like, the, the person Palmer comes to for advice, you it's... The, the joke we made last season is the Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher, and it is... It's exactly the same. This is also the episode where we find out we see the guy that um, the Salazars have been phoning and who has, like, what kind of looks like um, a cyberpunk TARDIS setup. It's, it's like, it's a surveillance TARDIS. Like, there's just a, it's a pillar in the centre of a room with a bunch of cameras and they keep phoning them because he's, like, watching Kyle. And he's been the one making the telephone threats, mm. saying, you must release these people or you must release him or we're going to release a virus. And at one point you then see him, uh, the last thing you see in... Episode two is him leaving his cyber bunker and striding across a hallway 
At which point Kim Bauer is like, oh, hey, Gail, who works with us here at CTU. Yeah. So CTU at this point, I think I I made the joke that they're like Extinction Rebellion because like at this point, CTU is not like a police organization. It's like they're a criminal organization organization that has been like it has a police um, infiltration problem rather than a, a criminal like infiltration problem like. They they have like they're not a police unit. They just have been infiltrated so heavily by police that like oh, by the criminals. criminals that are there are somewhat like miffed. Yeah, the, um, there's actually a there's a great idea for a screenplay that I've got bumping around where it's uh, a, a bunch of people doing a heist, but what they don't realize is that one member of the one member is like a, actually yeah he's with the police, mm. but uh, another member is actually also with another branch of the police, and everyone involved is just a different like police person ready to arrest everyone else at the first. <laughs> um and yeah so well Kyle he pays the um like leon s Kyle Nadi, he pays the landlord oh yeah, because he's got drug money because yeah. he's been yeah because he's been paid for this job up front i assume yeah and, um but the um at the first start of season uh, hour three mm. his dad comes in and is all cross and mad and red and nude and angry because he's like oh yeah why why have you got money and then kyle is like well why don't you and he's like fair enough he's like yeah this, this vexes me uh and he finds the drugs and then they they kind of have a bit of a slap fight mm. uh, at this point um kyle fucks off right yeah like he like storms out in like a grump because he's been caught selling dope but the bag then, is like, but the bag is on the floor and has been torn open. And like is billowing around. Because it's right next to a fan as yeah. well. Which is the oh worst. no. It's the, it's the worst place for last so this is, to go. Yeah, this is crystallized virus. Uh, and they, um, so the, the guy that they stood on the gunshot wound on last episode, he gave up Kyle. Mm. He said, oh, it's Kyle Singer. Like, here's his address. Like here's a, you know, here's his Spotify player. Um, here's the, you know, here's the length of his toes. Yeah. Um, it's, fr- it's frankly weird how much I know about this guy. Yeah. They're like, do you know? He's like, do you want to know what he dreamed about last night? And they're like, how would you know that? And he just says, look, man, do you want this information or not? And they're like, we will, we will start stepping on your gunshot wound until you stop giving us information. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I, I can tell you the exact, I can tell you the date and time of his death. <laughs> like, he, yeah. So this, this, this um guy gives them the uh, his address, and just after he fucks off, Resident Evil Four comes back in style. Oh, yeah. As... So uh, as the parents are arguing about like about Kyle, um, someone chainsaws the door of their home open, and I was and at this point we ha- we had just about started to make the Resident Evil Four connection. We we were about two minutes into having realised, and and we were just like, oh my god, they really are writing it on the wall, eh? Yeah, like because like... this this came out. I think Resident Evil Four. I think came out in two thousand. I don't know. I don't remember. They did. Um. And this season, I think, also came out in 2004. No, surely not. Did well, they not take a few years break? Did they not actually do it in real time? Are they cheating? Oh, I think that they were slightly... Um, mm. I think that they were slightly uh, in the future in the same way that, like, you know, after the, after the time skip in Endgame, we're still kind of mm. waiting to catch up for that. Uh, and, yeah, they... they they burst in. There's the doctor, whatever, with the sack it's, on his head. Yeah, no, it's a bunch of people like dressed like the Among Us dudes. Like, yes, they're all wearing um, a, they're, they're wearing a, a Among Us hazmat suits. Oh and my god, CTU, CTU has an imposter. Kim is doing tasks. Oh my god, 
Kim is going around doing her tasks. She's wiping the slate. She's scanning the card. <laughs> That's what she's doing. She's refreshing the tablet. She's... Gail is in security. <laughs> Gail's in... <laughs> Gail is in electrical. Oh, my God. You, you should never go to electrical. Uh, and uh, so they, they quarantine the place, and everyone sort of... And they, they lock everything away. Oh, yeah, uh, but in the meantime, the mum has, like, gone, I don't want my baby to go to jail! And she's flushed all of the crystallised virus down the toilet. Yeah. And, like, they managed to, like, isolate the pipe and what have you. They do a bunch of tests, and they're like, uh, uh, awkwardly... Um, this is... This is just... This is nothing. Yeah, this is just silica gel. Do not eat. Yeah. Um... Um, and so then, which Jack could have used actually, just a big bag of silica gel. What to eat? No, just like next to his head, just get the, get rid of all the moisture. Oh yeah. Um, also, yeah. So Salazar says that he's ready to talk to the FBI guy. Mm. Um, yeah, Anacon, and the FBI guy is kind of great because he talks with such venom and contempt mm. that he sounds like the potion seller from the potion seller video. <laughs> He does a lot, actually. Salazar, you won't be getting out of here. I, I for your information. Yes, my my criminal justice system is too strong for you, Salazar. <laughs> and, but Salazar says, FBI agent, I'm going to make a deal, and I need your strongest confession paper. And he says, okay, fine. Goes up, mm. and um, at which point Salazar says, ah, I think I actually think you're a dick. And then his guard just kills him like the the prison guard that's guarding salazar's cell murders the fbi guy yeah and he said good now you'll get your son back which kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere yeah but it does lead to a wonderful little moment where jack gets a phone call they tell him that he's been murdered and he's in a hazmat suit and then needs to throw up <laughs> so he has to run through a shower and like like a decontamination shower and just sort of stand there patiently until it's done until he can throw up yeah, so he has to rip the head off of the the amogus so that he can throw up. At which point, this doctor who um, uh, we first saw um, getting into his car and interrupting him while he was just about to shoot up again, uh, she just comes out and he's like, "Why didn't you go through the decon?" And she says, "Because there ain't no virus." Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Jack twigs, "Oh, that must mean the virus is in the the teen angst dipshit." Yeah, he they just directly infected him yeah. rather than like having him carry it in in crystal form. So the crystal form thing, that's nonsense. Yeah, just had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, just that's just like a dead lead. Yeah, but like the guy carrying it is still infected. So why do that as a misdirection? Exactly because we're because they know there's an audience watching. Yeah, I know this, but like the the bad guy's plan never makes any sense in this. Mm. But this one in particular is like what? Why? Uh. Wait, so there's a, a, a window of a few more hours where he'll be non-contagious and won't realise he's ill. Mm. Uh, so he goes to a mall. Yeah. Because he's a, a teenager in the mid-2000s. And, and uh, he's just sort of like moping around because his parents have just found out that he's selling drugs. You know, like he's like doing that thing where you're, you're a teenager where you just leave for a bit and you don't, you know, you don't really want to go home because you know you're going to get yelled at. And you sit on the shared roof in a half. Yeah. Um, and... So the CTU dispatches a team, and Jack says, okay, Tony, you go. And Tony says, I'm not a field guy. And he says, yeah, look, don't send Chase. And he says, why not? And he says, because shut up. Uh, Yeah, so this is another thing. He's trying to keep Chase out of the field because he knows that, like, Kim and uh, Chase are getting serious. Now that he's found out about them, 
he's like, all right, well, I can't have you be my f- a field agent because like... Too dangerous. Yeah, it's too dangerous. Like, you know, you'll break my daughter's heart. So I'm going to get you fired, you big nerd. <laughs> uh, so Tony goes to the mall and he finds Kyle. And he's like, hey, Kyle, what's Kyle, up? Kyle knows at this point about a virus because his dad has rung him. Yeah, CTU got his dad to yeah, call him. Yeah, so Kyle has spoken that's to how, his that's parents. How they, that's how they trace yeah, the Yeah, so they trace the phone call to the mall. But, like, he knows he's infected, but he just, like, I don't think he really believes he's it. He's kind yet. of in denial. Yeah, he's like, no, no, I'm not. Um, meanwhile, this guy that the Salazars have had tailing Kyle because if they, if he's, you know, on the run, then they still, because they, he was going to drop off the cocaine. And I guess, you know, that's why they do it. He was going to drop off the cocaine with them. Mm. And that's how they would, like, take, like, take custody of him again. Yeah, yeah. But now that, you know, he's. Oh, that's their fucking plan. But now, okay. but now that he's lost that, they have to send someone out to take. To right. Get to take him so out. I was wondering what the fuck their plan is because, like, at the point where like Kyle is like in the wind, right, and like he's not delivering the cocaine, they're no longer in a position to make any kind of threat because they don't have the virus. Oh yeah, they no longer actually have anything, any ideas. Yeah. But uh, they've got a guy that they sent out to catch Kyle, and so when Tony's like, "Hey man, what you doing? Do you wanna?" Do you want to come with us? Do you want to come with us? This guy just shoots Tony in the neck. Yeah. And it's incredibly funny. because um, it It's so understated. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, Tony just gets shot in the neck, but it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, and um, uh, uh, episode four begins with, like, there being, there's been gunshots at the mall. Someone's been shot. And they're like, it's either been, to- it's either been Tony or it's been Jack. And this is you know, Zachary Quinto saying it. And so you've got Michelle and you've got Kim right there. Both of whom are like, oh no, either my husband or my dad has just been like shot, and I don't know which one it is. And they're kind of looking at each other in a no hard feelings, but I really hope it's your. Yeah, it better one. be your one. Uh, and so, but Spock is just like, they're like, who's been shot? And then the phone rings, and he answers it, and he says, "It's Jack." <laughs> which very poor choice of words. Yeah, he's like, Jack's on the phone. And uh, he's like, like, oh, okay. Um, and yeah, so they said that Michelle can either like stay at CT, but like she'd need to be giving it her all, or she can go to would be with Tony at the hospital. At which point all of the techs start talking about how good they are at taking loads. Yeah, yeah, I've taken 30% of Chloe's load this morning and I was like, Yeah, okay. everyone, everyone was just talking about taking loads and Gail, the um, the Salazar's inside mm. man, uh, he's he's just like, oh yeah, no, no, you should do it. In fact, if anything, you should promote me to, mm. for today. You know what, I, if anything, you just, how about you, you give me a gun? Um, how about you, you put handcuffs on, just Go into the basement. Mm. Um, it's fine. It's cool. It's actually yeah, yeah. good. I'm a no- I'm normal. I'm having a normal one today. Yeah. Uh, and Michelle's kind of contemplating that when they get another call saying that they want that the Salazars want Ramon to be they want they want him delivered to the Van Noy's Dam in mm. two episodes time. I mean two hours. And uh, so Jack calls up Palmer himself. Mm. He still has his number, and he says, "I want." I know that we can't negotiate with terrorists, but what if you didn't negotiate with terrorists, but I did, and I went and I broke Ramon out of prison and handed him over to save all these lives? Say nothing if you agree. And then Palmer very pointedly says nothing, and Jack stays on the phone just long enough for the silence to make it seem like he's like, I was really hoping you would say something because I don't want to go in and do Yeah, that. I really don't want to do this. Because yeah, Chase has just gone to the prison Yeah, to interrogate Salazar, who, as we... Who doesn't know where the fuck Kyle is? Mm. Yeah, Salazar has no idea where the where he is. Yeah, Sal- is Salazar even involved. Yeah. Like uh, Chase does actually. <laughs> he convinces the warden. He's a, 
that he's a, a oh he's been taking too much time with his stalling and I'm like fair enough and his lawyers and I'm like hmm and his due process and I'm like no no that's a <laughs> line I would come up with as a bit to mock 24's thesis yeah. and the, the warden's like well you can't just go in there and torture him uh, and Chase says I won't leave any marks and the warden says fair enough <laughs> 24, baby! I'll I'll put the boots to him, but only medium style. Yeah. Uh, And you see, Kyle has been picked up by, um, with his girlfriend, by the Salazars Mm. at this point. Like, they haven't, like, Ramon Salazar has no way of knowing this because I don't know if you've noticed, he's in prison. Yeah. He's in a a prison. Mm. So he has not been aware of where this guy is Mm. minute by minute. But in, in Chase. Gets the warden to turn the camera off. Oh, all yeah. the security cameras off, and then like goes into like do a bit of like punchy talky with him. Slap slap, yeah, yeah, little little slap. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Where is he?" And Salazar goes, "I don't know." Oh. And he goes, "Fair enough." I'm yeah, beginning you, to see the flaw in my plan. Yeah, it's like when you realize you're wrong halfway through an argument, and then but you can't stop. <sighs> and yeah, Jack turns up, um, and and Chase is like, "You're not gonna." You know, doing anything weird, are you, Jack? You big, you, you big heroin fiend. Yeah, and and the fact you're a big old junkie. And Jack goes, "I'm not going to do anything weird." Oh my god, look out behind you! And he turns around and then just chokes him out. Jack dangles some keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like zip ties Chase. Yeah, and then takes Ramon and just basically like walks him out of the prison. Yeah. But like in the meantime, like Chase is doing like trying to like. There's an incredibly sharp bit under the sink. Yeah, so Salazar has been in, like, solitary. Um, and in this solitary cell, apparently, there's, like, a really sharp bit. The the solitary cell, it does have those big, kind of, like, white-painted breeze blocks that just remind me of every bit of student accommodation that I've ever lived in. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he's he's in halls. Yeah. <laughs> R- Ramon Salazar is in halls, and, buddy, it's fresh as week. Oh, yeah, anyway. And, and much like in Freshers Week, there's a horrible virus going around. Mm. Um, <laughs> Mostly being spread by a 19-year-old. Yeah. In, yeah. in Freshers Week, it's HPV, but, you know. There's, yeah. Uh, but um, so to, to wrap this, this the, the Bauer plot up, he, he has a little argument with the warden, and then the warden's like, all right, mate, yeah, you've not got the right codes to release him, but we're just going to do it because you're Jack Bauer and I trust you. And then, uh, yeah, so Bauer and... Uh, and and Salazar go for a little walk out the front of the prison, and with the alarms blaring. Oh, yeah, because the the warden is then like, "Where's Chase?" And Jack says, "Oh, he's hanging out in the in the prison cell." And he's like, "Cool." And then he gets someone to even slightly go and check, and he finds that yeah, he's trying to saw the zip ties off his hands using the incredibly sharp bit in the sink. Yeah, which again does seem like you wouldn't want to have something that is able to break the skin on your wrist. Yeah, like he's bleeding everywhere, and it's like, this is a really, this it, is not a great thing to have in a prison cell, eh? Yeah, like, it, it genuinely seems like he's trying to, like... Yeah, uh, like, seems like... It seems like he's trying to get the zip ties off by cutting off his hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, they they come and they find him, and he says, whatever Jack told you, he's lying, and they the alarms go off just as Jack gets his gun back from yeah, the awfully convenient timing. His badge and gun. Yeah. Uh, and so he just goes into the control room and makes them open up every cell door and starts a fucking old style prison riot. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for the plot. The only thing, have we mentioned Palmer and the doctor? Uh, Palmer, it has a doctor 
because of his uh because of the little melting yeah and he's fucking the doctor mm. and the doctor has an ex-husband who is going to say um that she committed perjury and this is and this is this is the threat that they have on him for the debate do you remember in season 1 when they were going to say um they were going to say that his son was a murderer. Yeah, your son yeah. like did a manslaughter. Yeah, that's that's actually damaging. Yeah, and then, I don't think your doctor, your doctor who you've been sleeping with, like, has like, may have committed perjury in the past. Like they, yeah, they, they keep and, saying the allegation itself is damaging enough, as if to try and head in off. In what fucking way? As if to head off the the thing of just going. Like, this isn't damaging at all. Oh, it's, then again, I guess it could be like a butter emails thing. Yeah, I guess. But, like, it's so, like, not damaging. Like, it's it's nothing to do with him. It's impossible to care. Yeah, like, but, and- I, if I heard this, this would be, like, the, like, the the Matt Hancock affair thing. Like, I don't give a fucking yeah. hoot or... F- I don't care they, about his affair. Because they don't find out about um, this until they st- they end up getting, like, the prep book uh, for his for, opponent. For Joe Biden. Yeah, because his opponent wants to bring it up. And so Palmer sends his brother Wayne to go and pay off the ex-husband of this doctor. And then as the as the doctor is like walking over to his car, he calls him up and says, actually, no, don't do it. And the doctor just sort of looks at him as the car drives away, like, what gives? I was about to receive an awful lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, so that was just, you know, again, I'm... this is a case of we need we need to give the president something to do while we wait. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the next episode block purely because I want to see. Um, I've become a gas mask guy in recent times, and there's the uh, the people who have um, Kyle and his girlfriend. They put them in like a like a. They put them in the set of the movie Cube. Yeah, they put them inside a cube, um, and they're holding them inside this like decontamination cube. But like, they're all wearing like absolutely off the wall, insane looking gas masks, and I enjoy them, and I want to work out what they are. Well, um, we do also, there is also one final thing like Salazar related to mention, oh. which is that in the last episode, Hector Salazar off in, oh, shit. off in Mexico, he finds his 10 year old son playing with a gun. So Hector Salazar is the one who's breaking out Ramon by threat- doing the virus threat. Yeah. And who, you know, who's got a, a truck full of bodies and, mm. uh, and is intermittently Italian. Yeah. Uh, finds his 10 year old son playing with a gun. And, and like, he he does the same thing that like my Twitter reply guys do, where they're like, "Did you even know it was loaded?" And like, yeah, trigger discipline, trigger discipline. But then he stops being a real prick and just goes, "Okay," walks into like one of the. You want to know what it feels like to shoot a gun, kid? Yeah, walks like to the mezzanine, overlooking their hallway, and just tells him, "Pick a vase and shoot at it," and thereby making him the the first entry in our. Our Rad Dad Award. Yeah, that fucking rules. Giving him a gold-plated pistol and telling him, just start committing property destruction. That, Yeah. Claudia's not too happy about it. Oh, yeah, and she then points the gun at him. At at Hector, not at the kid. (laughs) You little shit, destroying my vases. You're going to clean that up or I'm going to make another mess. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, he he, he at one point does just say, what are you going to do, shoot me? And I think we were both expecting him to then get immediately shot. But no, she then uncocks the gun, uh, which led to a, a, a great deal of consternation. From yeah, I was like, because she was still pointing the gun and it's a 1911. There is no decocking lever on a 1911. So she was like, it says in the subtitles, like, decocks pistol. And I was like, how? 
So the way you do that is you pull the trigger and put your finger on the hammer. You don't generally do that while still pointing the gun at someone if you're intending <laughs> not to shoot them. Like, yeah. Or well, maybe she just thought you had to hold on to the trigger. Oh, no, hold on to the hammer while you pulled the trigger to kill someone. And then <laughs> she's it did... finding the hammer on a 1911. Yeah, and then it just it didn't work. And so, so she was like, well, I guess the Lord didn't want it today. Mm. So you survive another day, Hector. Yeah, I think that's... So, yeah, we've got a prison riot. We've got the movie Cube. Mm. We've got to pretend to care about David Palmer. Mm. Who's having the worst day? Who's the entrance for, like, Bad Dad and... No, I think... This, I, I don't this, think there are any bad dad entrances. This, this, this one, this may not be a bad dad season. Uh, the bad day, so far, Jack Bauer. Uh, I think Jack Bauer and um, Jack Bauer is always disqualified from bad dad or no good bad day award. Like I think he's just it's just assumed that he will be both, yeah. right? So well, I think he's he's always always disqualified. But no, nobody else has yet started to have a particularly bad day aside from Tony. I I think uh, I, I think Kyle. I was going to say. Kyle, I think, is in the running for having a terrible day. I think Kyle right now has got like a lot of no. You know, you, you know what he he got into a fight with his parents and then is was thrown into the cube. Yeah, after being told he has a virus. Yeah, this is. I was going to say like he's, they've planted the seeds for him to have a bad day, mm. but he's already had like a couple of of green shoots of growth before he's yeah. even started to like you know melt. Yeah, I, I also think that Chase is in the running for having a bad day. But like, I can't actually remember what happens with Chase. I cannot remember if Chase survives the season. Oh, let's go! If Chase okay. loses a leg after delivering a perfect roundhouse kick, then I'm going to I'm going to lose it. Yeah, I truly have no idea what's oh, going to happen. Exciting with Chase. times ahead. Um, yes. Yeah, so, well, we let's get back to it. Mm. Uh, I will begin. I I will begin doing my um, uh, shots to keep up with the dammits. Steadily working them in over the course of the next few, because uh, I've I've had far too much to drink on the last two days, and so I think making it a third day in a row. Oh God, yeah, we've had a hell of a few days. Getting getting zooted, getting mm. toasted, mm. shelling dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, right, we we have the only the only drugs that we have been involved in any uh, in any trade of ownership of is just humble progesterone. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, so let's um. Well, we'll see you in four hours or a week, depending on if you're us or you. And yes, hope... See you in, uh, when I'm more more tired. Uh, until next time, don't stop the party. Is that, is that, is that what we're doing? We, there are so many potential sign-offs we could use. I don't know what a sign-off is. Stop the podcast. Stop the podcast.